For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened, but here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Make sure that I'm drinking my coffee when we start. Okay, perfect. Let's all be drinking coffee when we start. Hey, cheers up in the middle, I think. Please. Cheers up in the middle. Two chunks. And a uh, Welcome. <clears throat> I'm just kidding. Here we go. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Oh, hello. Our video podcast. I didn't see you there. Studio audience, welcome. Uh, this is going to be a podcast wow. where we are talking about movies and our opinions on them. So uh, I'd like to introduce myself. I'll be your chunk this week. I'm Jordan Wonders. I'm Doge. I'm your vice chunk support. And I'm David Bleese, and I'm your hunk for the week. Hey. hey. Simmer down. Simmer down. <laughs> So this week, uh, just to kick things off right, we're going to be talking about a movie very near and dear to my heart, to uh -huh. your heart, to your heart, to Homeward the heart bound, of... The Incredible Journey. <laughs> about the, the dogs and the cat. <laughs> no, we're going to be talking about a movie, and I think we all know it, so let's say it together. This is the greatest movie of all time. It's known as Man, Man of Steel. So uh, to kick things off right, let's, uh, let's kick it over to my friend Doge, see if we can get a little synopsis going. Everyone's favorite superhero, Steel Man, had a humble beginning. He was born onto a dying planet. His parents sent him to the planet of Earth, where we live. He grew up as one of us. What if Steel Man was one of us? Just a slob. Man of Steel. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. His parents send him from a dying planet. He's raised on Earth. And then finds out he's not the last of his race. There's other Kryptonians out there. And so Clark... As it's he's e. known on it's Earth. E.T. so far. It's E.T. so far. He's not the last of his race. He befriends a young boy and befriends a big old pile of Reese's Pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Rides in a basket on the front of a bike and then flies to the moon. And makes out hard with Lois Lane, Man of Steel. He has to decide if he's going to decide with Earth or who's, with Krypton. Who's double his age. <laughs> Who could just as much be his aunt. <laughs> young Drew Barrymore was fantastic in this film. <laughs> Okay, so that's Man of Steel. You guys know what it is. That's we Man all know what it is. All the studio audience, live studio audience, knows what it is. Yep. We're, we're going to be giving uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, and each of us get one super pump, one super dump to take on this movie, scene, character, costume, anything that we want to apply the pump and dump to. Uh, so the movie starts <laughs> pump, lump and in dump Krypton. And, uh, and how do you, you feel about Krypton? Land of CGI. I'm gonna be honest. I did not love that that uh, little uh, prelude at the beginning, just because we get told that information like I think three more times over the course of the movie. We yes. learn it then, and then we the learn spaceship. it. Yeah, and then we learn it on the spaceship with all the like magic metal figures. And then we learn it again when Zod tells Superman he has a vision where he's falling into the pile of skulls. Why do they tell that so many times? As if we're not listening. You or saw the, the full 20-minute opening. <laughs> My, this man was Zod. He was general. Like, we saw it. <laughs> we, know, we were there. I think they also understand that a lot of people didn't want to watch the movie. <laughs> and so they, they were telling it multiple times just in case you tuned in and out throughout the runtime. It's like the, the only, absurd runtime. The first movie specifically designed for people to take tinkle breaks. <laughs> hey, don't worry. No, no, no. You missed that part? We we'll got you. Don't worry. Don't worry. Hey, you were peeing? Don't worry. We'll tell, it, we'll tell you the whole movie like two and a half times. Honestly, that would also explain why they tried to ram uh, so much emotional growth into 10 seconds at a time. Yeah. 
It's true. Yeah. I was a, I was a fan of the preview. The trailer. <laughs> the trailer was great. The trailer was incredible. Oh, dude, those ones with like the voiceovers. They were, were like so there good. was two trailers. One, was one of them was Jarrell. Yeah. And the other one was Kent. Dang, Kent. dude, I forgot about those. Those were sweet. DC knows how to make trailers. That's the all pro- they know how to the make. The problem though, is yeah. their movies are one giant trailer. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. uh, I loved the uh, the chance to get a Superman that's like more more edgy and I don't know if edgy not, not as if he's conflicted has, I like think. guy liner on but as in like <laughs> guy liner. manly 30 seconds to Superman <laughs> played by Adam Lambert <laughs> <laughs> he's a rougher Superman yeah. and we get that for yeah 20 minutes uh and, and why that. why is he uh roaming the earth I trying think, to find himself yeah, what a good question to infer that he's doing that to like try and find his parentage um, like figure out where he came from, but it doesn't like. How did he go straight there? But did, didn't he know where he came from? Didn't his dad show him the ship when he was like twelve? Yeah. Here's the thing. I think something about this whole movie in general is the timeline is so screwed. Yeah. Yeah. There's flashbacks that don't seem like flashbacks. There's current present time cuts that seem like flashbacks. I think chronologically. We start in the middle with 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 Clark on the boat, yeah, 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 and then it goes yeah. back to his childhood, yeah. But that, I don't think that's made very clear in a lot of different ways. Well, and I'm not sure what. How does that serve yeah. the movie? Like, what what's the win for doing that? A dope screen of him <laughs> lifting up an entire oil tanker. That, I really love that part, though. It's like, a dope scene. It's cool. really cool. It's really cool. But that's. I mean, I, f- I kind of feel like that's symptomatic of the movie as a whole is just like there's so many of these super freaking cool moments yeah i agree and then ultimately the connective <laughs> tissue between them is not yeah. not really there let's talk about this while we're on the the oil tanker for a second hairiest superman of all time yeah man. i love true. that so that's much true. chest hair i love it i think he's the first superhero uh maybe hugh jackman Hugh Jackman, I think, had some. He's a hairy boy. He's astonishing. He's a hairy boy. Yeah, <laughs> they might be the two best shirtless superheroes that we've been given. I don't feel like this is a podcast where we're qualified to make those kind of assessments. <laughs> I feel very qualified. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just spend like the next twenty minutes rating. Like, this is the best pecs in Hollywood. <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen Tobey Maguire without his shirt on though? Because, because this one right here, Spider Man one. <laughs> For all you uh, podcast listeners out there, we just took our sight, our, our glasses off. Yeah, sight gag, sight pretty, gag. Pretty huge sight gag. You kind of, you're gonna have to watch the YouTube feed to really get the full extent of our comedy. There, <laughs> we're uh, we're visual comedians. We're like the Three Stooges, we're prop comics. So we like the oil tanker. Yeah, yeah, I do. We, we're not sure why he's finding himself. Uh, well, I, all I get the world. like what. It seems like a really just like ill-formulated plan. How how does one, even if when I was 12, my dad was like, this is the spaceship you crashed in. I have to believe you were sent here for a reason. Um, what do I do then? Like, so I'm assuming Clark turns 18 and just bounces. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Like how, what's my next step? How do I eventually end up on Deadliest Catch? But he doesn't turn 18 <laughs> and just bounce. When does he leave? He's got to be 30 when Jonathan dies. Uh, 33 because he is an archetype of Jesus. Yeah. But when Jonathan dies, that's a flashback, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. but how but old he, is he there? He's, he's got to be 30. But he's no, like, no, no. He's like raising he the pitch 30. of his they're voice. Try, they're trying to make him younger yeah, in that Yeah, he's scene. like raising the pitch of his voice. I think he's supposed <laughs> to act younger. Is he... <laughs> Am I supposed to believe that he's 18 <laughs> or 17, 18 years old? Because you can't find an 18-year-old that's going to be as good-looking as Henry Cavill. That's so true. So you let Henry Cavill play be an 18-year-old. <laughs> he's 18. Listen, he's from space. He ages differently than we do. Heck yeah. He's 18. Uh, I don't buy it. Maybe he had his... Maybe on his 19th birthday, he turned 33. Did they? Did they address why he doesn't understand that he can fly until he does? They don't. They don't explain so much. If we're talking about not explaining things, how about that freaking costume? Yeah, yeah. They never, ever explain how that costume comes to be. Nope. They're just like, want to hear the prologue again? Zod, <laughs> a general, and then it turns around and there's a floating suit that's blue and red. <laughs> and, and we've never seen blue and red before. We've never seen capes before, and it fit him like a glove. 
<laughs> so Kryptonians but this are is, psychic. This is from the scout ship that was there like pre-Ice Age, right? If I'm remembering correctly, yeah. they say like the surrounding ice is 18 billion so years old. So why was the suit? How was the suit already Unless there? we're to believe the ship buried, like burrowed through the 18 bajillion year old ice. And then refroze it around itself. My, see, my thought, that's mm-hmm. either a scout ship from the House of L. Or they have crazy fast 3D printers on Krypton <laughs> two billion years ago that they sent out with their scout ships. And honestly, worse than that part for me when I'm watching this movie is the fact that he went clean shaven. Do you notice he was he was scruffy and he looked good? Mm. And then he comes out with the suit. Well, and he, he still looked good. He still yeah. looked. I mean, he's going to be He's going to look <laughs> he good. Still looked good. But yeah. when did he shave? Well, he had One. a beard when he put when he was in there. When did he shave in that ship? How did he shave? Two, why did he shave? He looked perfect. Do you think he took, like, the corpse of that robot guardian? Yes. And yep. was just like... <laughs> That's my new headcanon for this movie, for sure. How he, when did he shave? I... Wait. Never Superman, thought about that, did Superman you? Can Superman use a razor? This is the age-old question, and I'm going to go with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's really wrinkling my brain. Maybe he laser-visioned his... In a mirror, mirror cheek. Like, laser, <laughs> like, how... He <laughs> cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, for all you guys listening, there's another pretty significant sight gag here. Uh, we call that glasses down nose man. It's a character that I'm workshopping right now. I think it's, it's a guy who wears really his well. glasses down on his nose. That's pretty much it. That's the long and short of it right there. Uh, do we want to talk about how uh, Amy Adams follows him into the ship and she's 50? <laughs> Let's Before we even get to that, I want to know a couple of things about Lois in this yeah. movie. One, talk about it. How did she get clearance to just show up at this dig site? Why did she decide to follow the random dock worker looking guy who walked off into the distance without a jacket? <laughs> and she said, where are you going? Yeah, she goes, uh, <laughs> you son of a gun. I think what camera she is she using that can zero in on him from a quarter mile out in pitch black? That's true. It's way better than these cameras. And, and why did she decide... To climb into a cavern to follow a random guy. What lead did she She's have? She's just a reporter. Yeah. What what lead was she? Was somebody like, dog, I think there's aliens out there. Like, <laughs> get after it, get girl. Listen, listen, Enchanted. I think he's from space. I. But we, we've we talked about this before. I didn't love Amy Adams. Dude, I no. normally really love but Amy Adams. I love Amy Adams. She's a great actress. And this movie, she like overacts, over-enunciates everything the whole time that she talks it's exactly like this like the whole movie (laughs) it's so nitpicky (laughs) i have a theory that amy adams believes that she has had a genuine encounter with aliens and i believe that that is why she took the role of man of steel I believe that that is why amy adams the actress in oh yeah no i have a theory that amy adams the woman yes yeah has had an encounter with aliens and is trying to get back. And so she's trying to send them a sign by taking every <laughs> alien movie that comes her way so that she can be like, be like, I'm on your team. Like, listen, I'm one of the good clearly ones. I'm in with you. Like, let's do this. Cause she's trying to get back to wherever she was with those aliens. I felt like, uh, they, the chemistry that they had between each other were the fact that their names were Superman and Lois Lane. Yeah. 100%. yeah. That was the chem. We were just All supposed to be like chemistry. we were supposed to root for them because we were like that's lowest Here's lane. Here's a joke though. I've been practicing. I saw, I saw more chemistry in the tenth grade in my chemistry class. <laughs> so good. I Thanks, have guys. to leave. Thanks, guys. I can't be here anymore. If that listen, if that doesn't get us a five star rating, I don't know what will. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm a hundred percent with you. I think that. Every every ounce of chemistry between the two characters was, I think, the responsibility to create the chemistry was put on us as the viewer yeah. instead of on the script or the it, acting. Hundred percent, it was just like, hey, remember, remember Superman and Lois Lane. Yeah, this is them now. I'm wrong if I think the chemistry's not there. Yeah, because yeah. they're Obviously Lois Lane. It's, there. it's the sunk yeah. cost fallacy. I paid for fun. That must be what I had. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be anything different yeah, for real. And and, and and I joked about this like twice now. Uh, what is the age gap? Because you it's, see, it's it's forty seven years. <laughs> you see it a little bit in Man of Steel as the series is going to progress. Yeah, you're going to see it hit hard. Amy Adams is like she's a good amount older. She is older than him. And Henry sure. Cavill, 
is incredible. <laughs> Looks incredible. David, I think this podcast think- <laughs> is turning into something that we did not intend it to. Welcome to the Henry Cavill Hour. I will be your host, Jordan Wonders. We're going to dive in headfirst into our thoughts about Henry Cavill. Welcome to st- Henry Watch. <laughs> Henry Watch 2017. We're going to dive in with the Cavs first. What do we think about him? The Cavs. The Cavs. <laughs> is he from Cleveland? That's a sports thing. The Cavs from oh, Cleveland? Those, those Cavs. That's where Mr. J- Monsieur James plays, I believe. <laughs> Sir James. Sir James. James. Let's go back. James the basketballer. He's in the crazy uh, Antarctica. <laughs> Antarctica. Is he in Antarctica? The crazy Alaska. He's in the crazy Antarctica. He's in the ice boy, is what we <laughs> yeah. call it. He's the in the fridge. ice boy with He's a, in the, the fridge. With the, with the a, with the a giant freezer. shape. He gets his suit that we don't know how. He starts flying, which he just found out. I'm, I'm assuming he someone, didn't find out. He, he didn't find out. He was just like, I'm going to touch the ground. Like, I'm going to touch Whoa. the ground. Let me try. He's like, let I'm me try. Gone. Let me try in the spirit of Mr. James, the basketballer, a fellow Cav. <laughs> let me try and jump real high. He jumps so high. And then while he's in the air, he's like, I bet I could stay here. I'll stay. <laughs> he just does. I do. Let's, let's zone in on this for a second. At no point. Even his does his hologram daddy go? P.S. I bet you could fly. You on can this fly, planet. my dude. <laughs> Superman's just like, I want to be there. I wish that was here. like a perfectly logical way to respond when you find out something new. <laughs> like anytime you learn something, you're like, but I bet I could fly. I bet though. I can fly. Though. I bet with that knowledge, I can fly. <laughs> The voice of the house in Smart House is Katie Seagal from Sons of Anarchy. Shoot, I bet I could fly. I bet I could fly. <laughs> I bet I could fly. <laughs> Anytime new information is presented. But but that part of the movie genuinely bothers me. Yeah. Unless it, I might be missing something that I don't remember, but I watched it very recently and I still don't well, remember like seeing it. Ago, well, I think, right? again, two, what they're trying ago. to get you to focus on is like, look how cool this flying scene is. Exactly. It's like, I feel like the whole movie relies on pre-existing knowledge. Mm. That like the whole movie, I mean... To be fair, is there a person alive in 2013 when this movie came out that doesn't know Superman's deal? Yes. Credits. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, I feel like they're like as hard as it is, they should have gone into the movie going, "Hey, Let's pretend people don't know Superman's deal. Let's pretend they don't know about Superman. I think Lois you always Lane. have to do that. Let's pretend they don't know that yeah. Superman can fly, and like really explain that rather than." Just expect us to spend the whole movie going, man, I can't wait till he flies. Okay, he's flying, finally. Sure. Well, and I think part of it is this movie was, I think, intended to be Superman for a new generation. It wasn't a remake of old Superman movies. It was a, this is the new Superman. This ain't no Superman Returns. This ain't your mama's Superman. (laughs) And I think... Steel Man. Everyone's favorite. In the process of creating this movie about Superman that was new... They forgot that that meant that there would probably be new things brought to the table that they needed to address mm. or old things that needed to be rehashed so that people could kind of all jump in on the same page. Yeah. And instead, they just said, how many scenes do we have to write in between dope looking things? Yeah. And I think that's a Snyder thing. Honestly, it's Zack Snyder. It's Snyder's MO. Yeah. Mm. He's a moment guy. Yeah. 300. But mm-hmm. it, work, it works in something like 300. It does. That's hyper-stylized and not intended to set the tone for an entire series of movies now. Yeah. And the audience of 300 are people that just go, <laughs> and so you don't have to uh, establish characters. I like Listen, if you like 300 I like, I like, out there, we are so sorry that David is being <laughs> so offensive on our out first episode. Personal apology to all 300 fans. <laughs> this just in, Doge, CEO of Two Hunks and a Chunk. Apologizes profusely. Yeah, our center camera keeps dying. If you're listening at home, there's a pretty significant sight gag where our center camera keeps <laughs> dying. Um, so we, we're starting it over and over. If you hear beeping, uh, it's it's uh, it's it's because our center camera keeps dying. <laughs> Which actually, I think, would probably explain a lot of the weird shots from Man of Steel. Probably their center <laughs> their camera center camera kept, kept, dying. kept dying. That's it. <laughs> and they were just like, "Oh, we lost the entire scene where we explained how Clark understands that he can fly now." And Zach goes, <laughs> "Oh shoot, Press that was on. that was shot on the center camera. <laughs> Dang it! Keep going. Forget it. We've got all the dialogue. No, trash it. No, forget about it. No way. There's no chance. Center camera or bust." I want to go into a scene that uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna give a, a pump, not a or sorry, not a pump, a dump, not a super dump, just a uh, regular dump. I don't know if it happens before or after. I think it happens before when he's in the bar. 
It does happen. Yeah. Before. I know what you're going to say. It does happen before. This is a big thumbs down from me as well. H- hit him with a thumbs down, Jay. This is a scene um, where Clark Kent, the mammoth of a man that he is, uh, has. Steel man. He's steel man. Decided to work as what appears to be a bus boy in a bar at a truck stop somewhere. That's all we know. Maybe he dances for tips. He might dance for tips. He's big enough. But do you tell us about how, how would his pecs respond? How would his pecs respond? Or he could dance for tips. A small man, small of stature, yep. uh, in the bar in which uh, Clark has become a bus boy for some apparent reason, <laughs> pausing on his journey to find his parents, uh, decides that he is angry at Clark for stepping in and stopping him from harassing a woman. And so this, again, the tiniest man decides that he's going to step up to Clark Kent and dump beer on his head. And I want to, it looked a little something like this (laughs) because Clark is, for those of you listening at home, there's a pretty significant sight gag there. Jordan reached his entire arm above his head, pretended to dump beer in the face of a towering Clark Kent. It's true though. Like he's a foot taller than him. He dumps the beer and he like has to throw it up. Clark, he's like, man, I hope this hits him. Clark destroys his livelihood. Yeah. Wait, man's super, job is over. Super chump. Which yeah, that not not a big fan of that. Should the we qu- adjust that camera? So sorry. It's a little turned. It's getting turned. Yeah. Just like we are, guys to be H. That's money. The question the question yeah. is not um, you know, why would he do that to Superman? The question is, why would anyone do that to someone who looks like Henry Cavill and is yeah. 6'3 and yep. the size? Eliminate yep. powers. Yep. Just get, him, get him out of there. Eliminate powers. Forget about it. This is a behemoth of a man. <laughs> this is this is David versus Goliath if Goliath was two Goliaths and David was half a David. This is <laughs> absurd. Yeah. And the guy just says, this is a good <laughs> idea for me right now to do this. And then Clark, who we... We almost root for. We're like, yeah, he could have done something, but he didn't because he's got character because he's righteous. Yep. And then we go outside and he's destroyed the man's truck, yeah. which is way Clark's worse. Clark's like, dang, I got to wash this beer off my face. Looks like this guy's <laughs> never going to make another dollar. <laughs> Not going home to his family. That's an appropriate response. Steel man. Thanks for being a hero. They really take it, took it away from you. You were like, I'm proud of him. Like, clearly he's learned character. And then, nah, nope, nope. But then he becomes Superman like. A week after. So it's not even a part of the story where you're like, yeah, he's still learning. You're like, no. He's got some growth to do. <laughs> he just really That's wanted pretty much it. He just really wanted to get back at that guy. But can I be honest? At the time, I was like, yeah. I think that's what they were going you for. Destroy the, that the audience truck. being like, <laughs> the first time I hate the bullies. first time I watched this movie. I should say, the first time I watched this movie, I distinctly remember standing up with my friend that we had gone to the midnight premiere. We were so pumped for this movie. We stood up afterward, looked at each other, and we go. Dude, that is a serious contender for the best movie that I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. <laughs> We're way, way too pumped about superhero movies during first showings. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I can't give an accurate description of how I feel about superhero movies until like a, probably like a week after I see yeah. them. I have to reflect Let on Let the them. dust settle yeah. <laughs> from how excited we are to see Because every them. superhero movie ends and I'm like, that was the greatest movie <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> I loved Spider-Man 3 up until about 2011. Did you really? Dude, I did too. When I saw Spider-Man a, 3 in theaters. a long time. Yeah. I loved it. I, To be honest, still love it. <laughs> I'm not there. I'm Which not at that might point. disqualify me. Um, I still like Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire one. Oh, Spider-Man yeah, 2 is incredible. Doc Ock was awesome. But we're talking about Man of Steel. We sure <laughs> are, and we're back. We are. <laughs> what comes after? They go, he, he becomes Superman... And what is the basic story then? Zod comes back? Is that, See, that's is that the right thing. Away? Like, there's not, there's not really, like, Clark doesn't really have much of a character in this movie. Like, mm. he kind of just does stuff. Yeah. I think what we're supposed to infer is that this movie's Clark, like, making a choice between Krypton and between Earth. And that's just not really presented to us. No. Yeah. Like, it should have been Jonathan arguing and, like, Jonathan's teaching of Clark, like, hey... Earth sucks sometimes. Like, people can be pretty crappy, but we're still good, and you have to be on our side, and you have to look for the good in people and draw it out of people. And Zod should be saying, hey, Earth sucks. They had their shot. We're going to build Krypton here, which then empowers Superman to make make, make his dad, his space dad's speech mean something when he says you're going to be an ideal for people to strive toward. 
they're going to fail, but racing behind you, they will join you in the sun or whatever, which was lifted completely from the, the 1976 Superman. But it's also a killer line. It's an awesome line. Um, but that, like, it doesn't really fit in this movie anywhere. Mm-mm. Like, it's not, I think that's what they think they gave us, but it's not what we found it's when we opened the It's a way better plot point is having, because yeah. you, you never for a second, he never really made the choice. We never thought that he was pressured to make the choice. The only choice that he was pressured to make was whether I let Zod take me or not. Yeah. But even then. Yeah. It was just like, I, it was just kind of like mishandled, I feel like. Like, it, the elements are there. Mm. Somewhere in this movie, a great movie is hiding. Yeah. And it's kind of just like buried with strange decisions. I think for me, a big uh, thumbs down about this movie in general is Zod is never painted as anything but evil. There is no point in the movie where we as the viewer are given an opportunity to look at Zod and go, hold up. I I see his side. Yeah, I get it. He has no side. His side is destroy Earth, terraform, make a new Krypton, which one, he doesn't even know if that will work. Yeah. And then well, two, no, I thought that that's what they, I thought that's what they did to like all the other planets. Yeah, they use the terraformers though. They use the world <laughs> engines to make like a bunch of yeah. <clears throat> a bunch of like little mini kryptons. Right, no, kryptonitos. You're, you're right. But so it would have worked. But he, we never got to sympathize with him. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, there was never a point where we got to see. I think it would have been poignant if Zod had a moment where he was able to break down and say, "This is what I lost." But from even well, I the think beginning that's what they tried, on they Krypton. tried to do that, though. They tried to have him say, like, uh, I was bred to protect Krypton. I had a chance to build Krypton again here, and you took it from me. And then yeah. he learns that he can fly. Right. With that that's new information. True. It's that's like Peter true. Pan. Honestly, it's like Peter Pan. He believed Sprinkle he could fly, dust. and yeah. he could. Well, but I think the thing that it boils down to is, I was raised to defend a planet that is now dead, and I was going to remake it. And you took that chance from me. At least for, for, for this guy right here, that's not a compelling reason for me to go, I see your side. Yeah. I think if there was something more, and I think that's what it should have been, is Zod should have been a character that we were like, oh man, he's dangerous, but at the same time, I get, I get, it. I get it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and I think if he would have looked at the genocide of humanity and the terribleness that is Earth at times, he could try to convince yeah. Superman this is not a good place. There's not right. a whole lot of convincing. Like he arrives on earth already decided that he's going to be against Superman. Yeah. And that doesn't make him a, like, I think it would have been much more compelling and Superman would have had to make a choice. If he tried to, if he tried to say like, Hey, the Darth Vader moment, join me, we can him. rule the galaxy. Yeah. As father yeah. And son. Absolutely. Yeah. Way better. Well, and I also just want to point out that apparently Kryptonians have, uh, the computer program Rosetta Stone, <laughs> And are Rosetta able Stone to, in the Phantom Zone are able to <laughs> translate every language yep. in real time. In or, real time, is it okay? Is it? Or real did they time? record it? Just like, just like you are not alone. Spanish, you are not alone. <laughs> Mandarin, you are not alone. Like over and over and over and over again through every single language on Earth. Probably had a, a couple hundred years drive to Earth, but. But how is he only 30 years older? It's a great question. He does have a goatee to show that. That's true. To show that time, time has, has passed. passed. <laughs> <laughs> and his hair is like into weird little spikies at the top. Yep. Yeah. yeah that not into weird. that. Mm-mm. I do. While we're on Zod, though, I love Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon is normally someone that I love to watch. I enjoy his passion. And I want my new text tone to be him going, <laughs> I will find him. <laughs> it's the only thing I want. I think, Mike, I think Michael Shannon. I'm going to stand up from this. Chair did well with the script that he was given. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Are we in agreement? <laughs> I'm right there with you, my dog. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and toss out my super dump if that's okay. Yeah. Because us. one of the things, one of the things that I loved the idea of mm-hmm. was that Superman, uh, his one of his the big things he struggled with was is the world ready to see what I can do? Right. I like that. Yeah. And yeah. it was planted in him from his father, Jonathan Kent, uh, and he says basically to Lois, uh, "My father believed the world wasn't ready, so uh, he died believing that." And I'm like, okay, so he died protecting. Uh, protecting the fact that the world isn't ready to see your powers. Right. Here's the flashback. 
Here's where the dump comes I'm so in. So with you right now. In this flashback, there's a tornado coming, and there's like seven people yeah. on it that go under an overpass. First of all, uh, they leave the dog in the car. <laughs> it happens. Okay, I get it. And Superman, <laughs> you run away from a spinning boy. You got time to worry <laughs> yeah, about time it. To get no those puppies. Barkies. And, and leave the puppies. Let me say behind. this again. Superman uh-huh. says, "I'll get the dog." <laughs> Jonathan Kent says, "No, <laughs> no, I'll get the dog." <laughs> Think about it. Think about it, Steel Man. <laughs> Nothing hurts you. Most things hurt me. I'm a squishy boy. I'll go get the dog. <laughs> so he gets the dog. Uh, Clark and his mom go under the, go under the underpass with like seven people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And he gets caught in the car, and Tornado's coming, about to kill him, and Clark looks at him like, I can save him with my super speed. <laughs> Jonathan Kent looks at him and says, no, no, no. Son, the world isn't ready. Seven people. Maybe, maybe that's the entire speed. population of Smallville. <laughs> and it could be. What actually, if it's actually, well, actually, there's more kids than that on the bus. So. It's true. It's a, it's a whole like, conglomerate. It's a bunch of towns. Even if... He goes, and saves his dad. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, you have super speed. And he's going to say, no one's ever going to believe you. (laughs) Or he could say, he could say, tell somebody, I dare you. (laughs) Or he could say, I do have super speed. You guys all know that. With that knowledge, let's all fly away. And they would all (laughs) fly away. You can all fly because you learned something new. (laughs) Well, who is going to defy the wishes of the man that can punch you? Through the moon <laughs> to death, and and here's the thing: those guys that can punch you through the moon, but not to death, not to like, death. Those are the ones that you need to be in a way like, that you can survive. A afraid it. of, yeah. Here's the thing that that bothered me: I think that scene could have had one one element that made it make sense. A different I think, director, yeah, yeah, very true. Christopher Nolan shouldn't have produced; he should have directed. Amen to that. Oh my goodness! But here's the thing: I think they could have added a helicopter that was filming a live feed that the entire world is watching. And rather than him saying, no, 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 these seven people can't know. Mm-hmm. The world can't know your secret. He says, he no, points no. up to the, the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, helicopter. And he says, everybody will know. Yeah. And then I get that. And then I, I can yeah. move forward with the story. Yeah. But I can't move forward with the story knowing no. that his father died because seven people from Smallville couldn't see his super speed. Is Maybe? this your super dump? That's my super dump. Then okay. I'm going to double super dump this exact it's scene. It's a super this is exactly duper dump. I, yeah, it's a super duper dump. <laughs> and uh, I honestly couldn't agree with you more. Um, I think that <laughs> I think that this scene alone for me kills so much of the movie. Yeah. J- even just kills the time with me thinking about how dumb I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That I, I find it so hard to get behind an invincible superhero that wouldn't stand up to his dad in the one instance where it would save his dad. Yeah. I'm going to... So my super dump is, like, I've kind of already touched on it, and it is tangentially related to this. Um, So I don't know if we're going to triple dogpile on this and make it a super D-duper dump. Yeah, it might be. But, like, just in general, a big thumbs down to the whole structure of this, where Jonathan doesn't really get to articulate a clear point, and Zod doesn't articulate a clear point, and so Superman is torn between... Not two extremes, but like two very similar positions. Yep. Yeah, that, you're talking about how Jonathan Kent was basically like a bad guy. Jonathan Kent. Like, Jonathan Kent was basically you like, let him die. He was like, "Hey, like people on Earth aren't really good enough for you." And Zod's <laughs> like, "Hey, Clark, Cal, people on Earth aren't really good enough for you." And Superman's like, "No, I'm gonna make a choice <laughs> between what? It's the same thing. It yeah. is. That's so true. He he honestly, and you should love Jonathan Kent." Yeah, 100%. you should love him. And I honestly, only I love, love him because I love, he's, I only love yes. Jonathan because he's Kevin Costner. Yeah, yeah, but he's kind of a not the greatest dad. No, yeah. he's a bad. He's dad. like, what was I supposed to do? Let him drown? And he wasn't like, yeah, you're right. I'm proud of you. He was like, maybe you should. Maybe. Let him probably, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> They're not ready to see it. So sucks for the bus driver. Well, and I love that. Like his big lesson is like, do you want to hit that kid? And Clark's like, yeah. And his dad's like, but you didn't. And Clark's like, no. He's like, all right. Yeah. That's it. There's no like. There's no like. Good because you know that like a punch from you is murder. Yeah. There's <laughs> no. He would explode into a red yeah. mist if there's, you punched him. There's no like your punch. Your punches would vaporize him. It's literally just like. Do you want to hit him? Yeah. But you didn't. Well, he nice. even says something. Now part, do you part, understand? Part of me wanted you to. And it's like I, that's real. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But he doesn't then go and teach him. But moment. he doesn't. He doesn't ever say. 
but you can't do that because we, because humans, we need you. Yeah. yeah. We need you to be better than us. Well, even, even beyond that, I think an even simpler lesson would be you can't do that because we, as humans, don't want to die yeah. from <laughs> face punching <laughs> to death. But I will, I will, I will turn this around and say one of my pumps is Martha Kent. Hundred percent. She's yeah, incredible. Like she's really good in this. When she when she has that conversation with him when he's a little kid through the door, I was I was there. Yeah. She was like picture an island. I was like, I see it. Except <laughs> I see it, mom. Can I tell you? Tell I me. wasn't there at all. You weren't. No, oh, I, like that I scene. hate like that, that scene so I much. I loved that scene. It doesn't mean anything. I, I took it as it was honing in his powers and teaching him to. To live with it and, and make sense of it. So let me ask you this. Oh, no. <laughs> so you can't add more logic than that in this movie. It doesn't go deep within this. This How is a movie she... about everyone's favorite hero, Steel Man, coming from space <laughs> to save us from the opinion that man is not good. How does his mom know what he needs? She's, she's never had mom. <laughs> she's a mom, though. That's the real superpower. The real superpower is mom. What you didn't see is that she mom learned, of steel. She learned that she could help him, and then so she, now she can. She fly. flew home. <laughs> she just flew home. But one of my pumps that does turn into a dump, mm. and I, honestly, it was my super pump when I'm watching the movie because I almost stood up in excitement. Mm. Was when Zod uh, takes and chokes the mom. Mm. And you're like, oh, shoot, because we love Martha. Yeah. And we're like, not on board with that. And then out of nowhere, Superman comes flying and says, that's my mom, and starts punching. And I'm like, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And I realized, wait a second. There were seven other Kryptonians <laughs> with the mom completely surrounding her. And Clark, eight-mile punches Zod in a completely other direction and leaves his mom defenseless. <laughs> Clark, one of his superpowers is super tunnel vision. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. There's not a lot of forethought in yeah. the What was the mom thinking there? Like, oh, my son. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. <laughs> what does he think is going to happen? I can tell you exactly what is going to happen. Tell me. Somebody's going to flip a truck through a home. <laughs> when he gets angry? Yep. Yeah. Where's the ship? I don't know. Ah! Let me throw your truck. <laughs> in the house. <laughs> We've been pretty harsh on Man of Steel. We have. Um, I'd like to throw out my super pump. Yeah, throw I think we can. We can. Yeah, we can throw a little bit of uh, We've levity. We've sufficiently into the lowered the bar. So at this point, if we're like, "Hey, somebody smiled and it looked good," then that's a super <laughs> pump for us. For 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 me, I think my super pump was actually the soundtrack. Oh, that's good. Uh, love Hans Zimmer. Love the like overarching like Man of Steel theme. Yep. Yeah. Dude, I love that, that the main theme is just that little tiny piano melody. Yeah. I feel like Hans Zimmer understood the character a little bit better than maybe the Completely filmmakers did. Understood. Because yeah. that's who Superman is. Superman is not this big, like, brassy, huge theme. He's that tiny little piano Smallville theme. Like, mm -hmm. that's the Clark theme. He's yeah. Clark. That's good. Yeah. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm totally with you. Yeah. Total pump on I dig soundtrack. that soundtrack a lot. I bought the soundtrack. Do we actually. just super de duper pump the soundtrack? <laughs> it's not my super pump. It's okay. not my favorite thing right. about the movie. I, I use my super pump on the uh, the, the fight of You're fight right. for Lois. You're right. Or, or Martha. You're right. But then I, I dumped it at yeah, the end when he left her defenseless. Good. I would have to say, gosh, and I have to do a super pump, don't I? I guess it's a sliding scale. <laughs> so <laughs> you're, it's a curve. Your yeah, bar is now low. I'm grading. I'm grading this on a. It's an S curve, but on my planet, it means it's a hope curve. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks, guys. That's another another opportunity for you to rate us five stars. Um, I think my super pump would have to be that moment. It was just a really like uncharacteristically well directed moment. <laughs> Where uh, I think her name is Jenny. She works at the planet. She's like trapped yes. under the rubble. Yeah. Uh, and Perry, uh, oh my gosh. who I feel like That's kind of was scene. sleepwalking through this movie. It yep. doesn't really feel like old brother Lawrence was super into this whole idea. Um, I but, can't imagine why. <laughs> but uh, the moment where he's trying to pull her out and he realizes like, you know what? The world engine is going to flatten her and I can't do anything. And so he just holds her hand. So and he's stay. like, I know she's going to die. I'm going to be here with her when she does. Yeah. Yep. That was super powerful. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to give my super pump to that. That was just a really, really and well in, done And the moment. music. Yeah. Totally yeah. helped. It, it, was yeah. A, it was a... I legitimately have like little goosey, goosey bees. Goosey boys. Thinking about it. It is. I would, I would call it, I think, uncharacteristically heartfelt as well. Yeah. In a movie devoid of almost any depth. I think <laughs> that, that that moment is 
like we get better characterization of a side, a couple of side characters in that moment than we do of Clark almost the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. We see, we see Perry's, um, moral compass there. In that moment we see that he cares for his employees. Yeah. He cares for the people that work with him. Ultimately, Man of Steel is a self-contained story about a boss <laughs> who feels underappreciated for the level of compassion that he has for the people that work underneath him. Meet Perry. He's editor-in-chief at a newspaper. What I want you got might be hard to Coming this Christmas. <laughs> I'm not going to do the run. It's not going to work. I don't know. I completely lost what I was going to say. That's okay. So, um... There's, if you're watching at home, there's a pretty significant sight gag where I open my mouth to talk and no words came out because my brain ground to a halt. So we're, we're going to rate this movie? We're going to rate this movie. I think we should talk about the ending real quick because, uh, one, he kills Zod. I don't know how you feel about that. I actually don't have a problem with that. I don't necessarily have a problem because I felt like it was moving towards a storyline. I didn't have a problem with it before Batman versus Superman came out. Then you did have a problem then with I it? Then I did have a problem with it because... It, it in my mind, is supposed to be, and I, I don't want to get too heavily into BVS because we'll, next, we'll yeah. hit that in a yeah. later date, um, but it, it's supposed to, that moment is supposed to lead him to a character growth of saying like, yeah. this, like the cost of this is too great. I can't do that to anybody else. Yeah. So in the, in this movie, that's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I'm excited because they're going to use this yeah. in the future, but they didn't execute that very well. No. Um, and I, it was the same with the dis- destruction of, all of Metropolis? Yes. Or some of it? No. How big is Metropolis? Enormous. Yeah, so it sounds like... It was. <laughs> like, it, it's used to be. Here's the thing. Like, in a movie featuring Steel Man who flies with the power of knowledge, <laughs> jokes aside, when I was watching this movie and they just kept flying through downtown New York over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, yeah. that is the thing that brought me out of the movie. Yeah. Where I was just like, you know what? There's no way Metropolis is that big. Yeah. Well, and... Uh, he he snapped his neck, right? That's how he killed Zod. Mm. Um, maybe maybe you can you know shed some light on this one. Uh, how would n- punching him a hundred thousand miles into a building not kill him, but the snap of the neck would? Oh, that's simple. Um, we know that Superman's powers are based on knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so when he learned after the one hundred and 49th punch into a building that it would not in fact kill Zod <laughs> what that did was actually give him the power to kill Zod through neck snappage because it seemed pretty easy it did. That's the power it that, too easy that's the power nobody talks about but if you find it it's in the comics the neck what, snap one neck of Superman's snappage. powers is to know exactly the right vertebrae to twist to immediately the kill the answer is all of them <laughs> every vertebrae yeah because um, he, he was literally he was punching him into buildings lasering him and then at the very end he's like ah you can't kill this family. Why'd you make me do this? And you're like, let me hit you with one other thing about that scene. Um, before we wrap up, I think that if there had been even any indication that he didn't want to kill bad guys, him killing a bad guy would have been more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. But there was in fact, if you recall zero indication that that was something that was involved in his moral compass. Yeah. And so he kills Zod, and we're just like, yeah. <laughs> Glad Zod's yeah. gone. But if there, there's, no, there's no moment where Superman's a kid and is like, I could murder all those kids. And his dad's like, don't do that. Yeah, because of this reason. His dad's just like, don't do that. And Superman's like, okay. Yeah. And his dad's like, great job, Jonathan. You're and then he shoves a man's truck. Yeah. In 18. And, and here's the thing. Poles? I feel like, I feel like. Uh, Henry Cavill was really earnestly doing his best with this material that he was given. Like that, after he snapped Zod's neck, that like scream that he gives there, that's like really like you can see the pain on his face and how much that sucked. But the problem is that that's not ever really addressed or made clear. We're just supposed to go like, uh, Superman looks kind of like that sucked for him. So <laughs> I guess that sucked for him. I think we should, uh, we should make an attempt to kind of rate this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Uh, we have come up with a scale for the way that we want to rate movies. Yep. Uh, and the scale... The movie will- is 175 pounds. <laughs> but it's a Bluetooth scale, so it sends it right to your phone. <laughs> Give them the scale. Yep. So um, we're going to read out the scale, and then we'll kind of let you know what our thoughts are here. Um, 
Excuse me. The best thing that we can possibly say about a movie is we want to own this movie. Mm-hmm. Never give it to anybody. Never let them borrow it. Never That's your movie. It. Yep. Yeah. Um, and don't you buy the poster? You, you hang the poster the above your bed. You buy the poster. For yeah. sure. I know where you hang it, but you definitely... I don't have to think long and hard about if any movies fall into that category. You get, a, you get a tattoo of the poster. That's that's the highest category. We're not yeah. we're not we're not throwing those out. No, no. you got to earn those. Yeah. Um, so right under that, we're gonna say buy the special edition. So the one that's gonna come with your your HD uh, digital. Thank you downloads. for joining us. This is our Man of Steel special edition unboxing video. If you're gonna look here, it comes in a collectible Hope Ten. Hope Man. Hope Man. Steel Man. Continent Everyone's forever. favorite superhero. Right under that is gonna be rent it. This is one that you should uh, find on Amazon Prime Video or whatever you're. Or if you're watching this in the past, you can rent it at Blockbuster, Family Video, Hollywood Video, any of those options. Mm. Um, Right under that is something we call Stream It. Mm. If you're watching this in the future, that's something we used to do on a service called Netflix. If, uh, if, if we you, give you it... Would, you wouldn't put any money into it. No, right, but if you're yeah. already paying for a subscription service... If it's like part of your subscription, there, yeah. you can watch or it. it. Or it happens to be on. Yeah. yeah. Watch it on TV with your dad at 2.30 yeah. in the afternoon. DVR, skip the commercials. Yeah. yeah. Um, right under that is a category we call forget it. It's You're better off if you just pretend this movie didn't exist. Yep. Um, and then our lowest category of all... God hath forsaken us. <laughs> we call this category, what movie? What? <laughs> I dare you to convince me that that movie's real. If you successfully convince me, I'll fly away. Either way, I win. So, also, if you're watching the video feed, I apologize. Our card in this camera completely filled up, and we are not professionals, so I'm only shooting on a tiny little card over there. So, you just have to make do with two cameras like it's the Stone Ages. <laughs> You're the freaking Flintstones over here. So let's rate this movie. Uh, Doge, uh, Vice Chunk, what would you give it? Well, I do own the special edition of this movie. <laughs> it's true, and it's kind of shocking when we found it. Yes. Yeah. Um, was it embarrassing when we found it and brought it out? I was mortified. <laughs> uh, because I would classify this movie as a rental. Yeah, okay. I would pay, I would still pay for it. I would still pay to rent it because it's good and it's entertaining. Yeah. I liked the movie. Um, if I could do it again, I don't know that I would commit to having the special edition of this particular film How in my collection. How much did you pay for this? It was actually a gift from my brother. Okay, so, Jody, if you're watching this, I'm so sorry <laughs> that I trashed your, your present. <laughs> I still like it. <laughs> Jody liked it. He doesn't. What would you give it? I think I'm also going to say rent it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I will ever rent it again. Yeah. But um, I, I definitely think if if you haven't seen this movie and you like superheroes... Come over. I own it. We're, yeah, just we'll come on over. It. We'll, we'll watch, watch it together. together. <laughs> we have the special edition. <laughs> we'll have a special edition party. We'll watch some bonus features. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely worth a rental. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I think, it's, I think it's worth a rental. If I was in a room with somebody and they said they'd never seen it and it was available for $3.99, I'd be like, all right, let's watch it. But if if it was like, well, it's only available for purchase. I say we're watching a different movie. I'm sorry. We're calling my friend Doge who makes bad life decisions because he owns the movie. I also own the soundtrack. Like I went full that's, on that's, Man that's of a Steel purchase. for a yeah, while. Yeah, I, I think that I think the soundtrack. I'm different. not kidding though. Like I bought the soundtrack the day after I saw this movie. Again, going back to my initial reaction of that's the best movie I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Incorrect Assumptions. I am your host, Jordan Wonders. <laughs> so that's it. That's it for the uh, two chunks and a hunk. Is there any, any final thoughts on Man of Steel? I would say this movie is good. It's not super. Fair. Yep. I, I think that the concept of this movie was great. I thought the casting of this movie was great. I thought the costumes of this movie movie was great. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. That that costume looks great. It does. And I think that's something DC does as we continue to go through DC. They they cast incredible. The costumes are incredible. Oh gosh, dude, and that even the Batman costume e- oh is my goodness. so sweet. And the con- yes. the, uh, honestly, the concepts are yeah. incredible. Yeah. I mean, if you if we were to sit down at a table with Zack Schneider and he said, "Here's the movie we're going to make." And he just described it for us, we'd be like this is going to be incredible. Would die, yeah. And he'd be like, oh, and by the way, uh, Henry Cavill, he's playing Superman. We'd be like, yep. shut up. And he'd yeah. go, and here's the suit. And we'd be like, what? And he'd go, and we have Hans Zimmer. We'd go, shut up. Yeah. And then he'd go, here's the movie. And we'd be like, what? Oh, <laughs> wait, hang Why? on. Why? Ashton? <laughs> Are you here? Are we being pumped? <laughs> Are we getting pumped? It was literally set up for success. Yeah. And, uh, and so 
my final thoughts is it, it, it it's it's good. It's not great. Uh, it had so much potential. It's so sad. The amount of potential it has. Um, the the amount of potential and cool scenes gives it a rent. But other yeah. than that, I think it I think it it's it's just sad. Sure. So ultimately, I think what we've What's your closing uh, thoughts? Yeah, I think I think kind of what we've what we've hit on is this is a movie that should, by all accounts, be amazing, mm-hmm. but in fact comes up short uh, in emotional payoff and um, even acting in a lot of ways, but just mostly in I think getting across who Superman is and why yeah. we should care about him as a character. Yeah. Um, so once again, we're super excited that you guys are. Um, listening, and um, we're going to be putting another one of these out pretty soon, uh, talking about Batman versus Superman. That'll be next up on our list. We're working our way through the DC Extended Universe. And so um, after we finish up the four movies in the DC Extended Universe, hopefully we'll be finishing up with Justice League here pretty soon. Yeah, that comes out um, soon, doesn't it? And we're we- going to love it. The first night we see it. Yeah, yeah. Not so we're going to wait to record that review. <laughs> so... Uh, once yeah, we finish up with that, we'll be taking requests. So be thinking about movies that you'd like to hear us and talk about. And that's a big hint. We'll be taking requests. Liam Neeson. <laughs> We're only doing Liam Neeson movies from this point on. Right? This is going to become a Neeson podcast. Once again, thank you. Uh, for Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan. I'm David. And I'm Doge. Bye. See you next time. And now, armed with this knowledge, you can fly! (laughs) Man of Steel music, hit him! Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.